Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Enhanced CBD, bringing you the best CBD products on the market. Head over to their website and use code SUPERNECESSARY for 10% off at checkout. It's also brought to you by Forces Fightwear, bringing you premium boxing equipment and apparel. Go to their website and use code SUPERNECESSARY10 for 10% off. And it's also brought to you by Performance Box, high-quality sports supplements. Use code SUPERNECESSARY for 10% off your subscription. We're super necessary. God, Eric, my God! Unbelievable! Just like that! Come and go! You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me! You can't say much other than wow. Hello and welcome back to Super Necessary. Been a while. Uh, lots, Been quite a while. Lots has happened. Lots has happened. Um, I I can't speak English today. Um, yeah, quite a bit's happened since we last done an episode. I've been to another country. Um, yeah. Keaton's been to another city. That's that's as far as he goes. He doesn't do a blog. <laughs> um, Stay within the city. Don't don't go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's been fight news, and just just let people know that you went to another country voluntarily. You know what I mean? You went like kidnapped in. I mean, if someone was going to kidnap me, I, one of the one of the things I would choose is that they take me to another country. Like, <laughs> be a bit boring. Oh, I've kidnapped you. Where are we? Dovecot. Ah, oh, fuck off. You know what I mean? That's Where too, are we? London. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in London. Right, I'll be there in three hours to get you. Fuck off, no, that's just boring. <laughs> yeah, needs a storyline. We've took him to, where'd you go? Poland. There. Yeah. yeah, nice. Not the most glamorous of countries, but it, it, it's a nice place. Oh, I've heard. Couldn't tell you, like, but yeah. I like Europe, what can I say? Yeah. According, uh, according to some app, I've got to have been to like 15% of it now, so I'm working my way through it. What's next on the list? America. I know that's not in Europe, but that is next on the list. I was expecting that's my next. I was expecting another European country, America. Yeah. Now, well, that's that's my next trip because when I went to Poland, obviously I was meant to be going to America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So obviously that got put back because Joe Biden said no, go away, you're not coming in. Um. Until no, news. until November. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. yeah. So. All being well, um, I, I can't see any other obstacles being put in my way to to go to America next year. So I'll be going to three states. So if anyone's a, if anyone's listening who's from New York, San Francisco, or Vegas, you know I'll be there next year. So yeah, see you there. Okay. Yeah, 
I'll be reckoned. Well, not me. I'll, I'll still be in Liverpool, probably. <laughs> yeah. You've got to leave the country once in your life, though. Come on. <laughs> at some point, I'm sure I will. Like, just go to Wales, at least, for God's sake. I've been scared nest, as I <laughs> How that's still in England? <laughs> uh, and tell a lie, I've been to 19% of Europe, apparently. So, what, it's extra 3% now? Yeah, yeah. So I've been to Bulgaria, Czech Republic, England, obviously. I mean, it doesn't really count, but it does. Uh, France, Germany, Hungary, Poland, Spain, Sweden, Turkey. And again, it doesn't really count, but it does. Wales. 19%, not bad. Not bad. There's still a lot to cover, though. Oh, yeah. My goal... See, I know it's, I know it's very unlikely I'm, I'm going to go to every country in the world, unless I win the lottery tonight, fingers crossed. Um <laughs> But it's highly unlikely I'm going to go to every country in the world because it's not who's got the time. Um, mm. So I'm, I think the goal, I want to go to, the two goals in terms of travel is I want to go to every continent at least. Yeah. And I've done, i say three, I've done three. Out Obviously of, I've done Europe. Out of how many? Like, how many continents is he? I'm not good at um, geography, so don't slam to me. According... <laughs> So according to this app that I used to track me where I've been, um, there's six. What have you got that app for? The government's already doing that, lads. <laughs> government's already doing where you're going. Like, no, obviously no one listening can see this, but I'm going to show you. So I'll turn my brain down so you yeah, can actually see it. It's like, <laughs> so it's like, it does a little map, see? Oh, okay, yeah. So it highlights where I've been so I can see how much of the world I've covered. It's just... It's just a nice little thing for me personally to, yeah. to keep track of. Yeah. And then I've got the map behind me that again no one can actually see, but got the map behind me, which is a scratch off map, but I haven't scratched any of it off yet because the thing <laughs> they gave me for it was shite. It was like a guitar pick. So what why not like use a 20 pence coin or something? I know, but again, who's got the time? Um got an app that does the same thing, I don't have to scratch anything. <laughs> um so yeah, like the goal eventually is to go to Every continent, so this says I've already been to North America because I've been to the Dominican Republic, which is obviously in the Caribbean. Mm. Um, whether it's really classed as North America or not, I don't know, but obviously, I'll be able to tick that off properly next year, yeah. And then all I'll have left, le- left. See, this is counting Antarctica as a continent, I'm probably not going to go to Antarctica because be, be fit- a very different experience, like but it, it, it would, and I and I actually would go, but. I believe it costs a fortune to go because of how well think about it, it's the Arctic. It's gonna be it's not exactly easy to get to. Yeah, true. Like I don't think you can get a plane there because the plane would probably just freeze. Jeez. Well yeah. like I'm I'm sure it's exceptionally difficult to get there. Um so I'm probably not gonna to go to the Arctic, but South America, that's doable. Oceania, I mean it's, I'm not going to Australia because there's too many things that can kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. True. That's true. Yeah, so, like, there'd be New Zealand, most yeah. likely. I, I can't see myself going to Samoa or Tonga or Papua New Guinea or anything like that. So, it's probably going to be New Zealand. I don't know what any of them places are. I just know Australia is Australia. I think the most I know is Perth and Sydney. Man of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then Africa. Um, Africa, I suppose. I'd go to like, I don't know, I'd want to go to like a Kenya or something to do a safari. 
But yeah. I suppose, I suppose, part of me also wants to go to Nigeria because obviously that's where part of me is from. Yeah. Um. So that'd be that'd be an interesting one. But yeah, that is the goal. I say I've done Asia. I've been to China. China. Yeah. Um. So yeah, traveling's fun. It's it's all I want to do ever. It's it's what I work for. Oh, we got another we got another question coming since we've uh, been live. Thankfully, it's not too late. Okay, that's good. Um, so we are going to discuss like a few things, aren't we? I think we've we're going to discuss your holiday. I mean, we kind of got into what you want to do after it, but you know, we'll discuss that a bit, and we'll discuss like the events we've been, um, a few of the stuff like like step fight announcements and whatnot. Um, and then yeah, as as you just said, we have some questions. Um, yeah, but hope everyone's doing well. Um. Good to be back, finally. <laughs> oh, I don't know, just yeah, it's, we're back with another one. So let's crack on. Um, I was I was Poland anyway. Seeing some pictures like he's been axe throwing and and gunslinging. You know, gunslinging. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? The Wild West. <laughs> um, the Wild no, West. It, it was yeah, it was good. It was a it was a well needed break. Um before we get into that though, let's just uh, remind people of the last time we we come to them because we we spoke to the voice. We did, yeah. Mr. Shiavello. Yeah. Which was um a great a great episode and we were just very fortunate that his audio was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, his, his unfortunately he had a few uh, he had a few issues with video, but in his defence, he was in a quarantine hotel, so yeah. we can forgive him that. And like you say, his audio was perfect. So he's called the voice, not you know. Yeah, we we got to it. So you 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 want to listen to him? We um, got to hear the voice and speak to the voice. So you know, and what a guy! What we could ask for, yeah, it was brilliant speaking to and him. And I've been meaning to do it, and I just keep forgetting. I, I am still gonna. I need to buy the commentators. So um, interesting, like you know. It does. I, I like the fact that he sort of mentioned like British commentators and that. But then, for me as like a wrestling fan as well, like the fact that he and now he mentions Jim Ross, mm. and like I mean, even if you're not even if you're not really into wrestling, everyone watched it as a kid. Everyone yeah. knows Jim Ross's voice. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. So I do need to get it. But yeah, if you haven't, please go and have a look at it. Um, I think the vi- the video is now right on YouTube, Kieran. Made a bit of a boo boo um, with the first one. He, he forgot to. He put the he put the audio in twice. So now that that takes some doing. Um, it's yeah, me uh, me editing skills are getting better. You know, putting us <laughs> in there twice, you get to hear oh, yeah. twice as much. Um, but yeah, it's obviously it's available on you know every in pod, uh, podcast. It's just going to say it's available on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you like you know podcast uh, platforms at least. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on Spotify, Apple, Google. Whatever else you want to use, I don't know half of them these days. There's that many that it ends up getting put on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Age of Radio, obviously. Yeah. Is our main sort of platform, I suppose, these days. Um, and obviously the video is is on YouTube. So um, it was well, good. It was yeah. very, very good. Uh, so anyway, back to Poland. So, yeah, it was good. It was a well-needed break. Um, kind of... But it was quite stressful at the beginning, to be honest with you. Um, like going through the airport and all that was fine. 
mm. um, I got stopped and searched. No, I well, yeah, I got searched. And then me bag that had my laptop in and all that. Also, I had to go back. Also got searched and go back through. You, you make your so, bag sound like its own entity. Like, I got searched and bag, you know, he had to get searched. Like. Yeah, he did, he did. <laughs> he, he, um, he looking sussy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what's dead annoying is I paid for fast track through security to literally just go straight to the front of the queue and then up painting half an hour there anyway. Um, anyway so we got that out the way. And then we land in Poland. I'm at about, about an hour and a half drive away from the hotel. So we get in the taxi. They could eat the price with the driver before we sort of set off. Um, yeah, to negotiate the price. Don't they have set prices? Well, if he would have put it on the meter, it probably would have worked out a lot more. Right, it's okay. So he was trying to use a favour. Basically, if you give me this, uh, you know, it's cheaper, I'll get you there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we would drive an hour and a half um, and then we get to a hotel, um, which wasn't ours. So he took us to the wrong hotel. Now, <laughs> he meant that. <laughs> no, see, the thing is, right, we were staying, well, we were supposed to be staying in, and I'll get to this in a second, we were supposed to be staying in a, what was it, Ibis Budget um, Bronovich or something like that, it was called. And Sounds he took fancy. us to a Ibis Budget Stare Miestro or something like that. Um, now, I think he's just seen the Ibis budget and went to the sort of main one because the one he took us to first was more central, more yeah. around well, then, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the woman in that hotel phoned the other one for us and said, like, you might be in there. You need to go over there. Yeah. So we went to the other one, which turned out to be the right hotel. Um, but the taxi driver... Uh, spoke to the woman in Polish, and our hotel was being used as a quarantine hotel. Okay. <laughs> so the holiday company didn't tell us none of this. Bear in mind, um, but it ended up working out in our favour, even though it was a bit of a pain in the ass, because we ended up in a Novotel, which was literally like it was like walking over. It was like walking from mine to your mum's. An overtel. Novotel. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Like, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so there's like one in, there's one in town. Yeah. Uh, but it's a four-star hotel, whereas oh, the other one was only a one-star. Oh, so we, we got upgraded to a four-star yeah, hotel. Major upgraded. Um, so it, it worked out in our favour, but it would have been nice to know in advance. Good question. How much did the taxi driver eventually get off you? <laughs> um, so, well, the one who dropped us off at the wrong hotel had left, so we had to get a different taxi. Oh, okay. I, I thought he was playing, is there? Thought, no, no. Oh, Nanny. You know what I mean? Taurus, yeah. isn't that? <laughs> no, I mean, like I say, he's just, he's drove an hour and a half out of his way, let's say, and mm. he's just, he, he's gone to the right name hotel in the wrong place, let's right. say. Right, okay. So it's one of them, you, you sort of just let it fly. Um, <laughs> I, I should have chose Uber, but... Um, Hey ho, um, yeah, but that was the thing where our hotel was in the end was we were getting Ubers every day because we were about we were about a twenty minute drive out from the centre, right. and it's that it's you would have got lost mm-hmm. like trying to navigate it yourself even on the trams and the buses and stuff like that trains anything you would have just got lost so it was costing us about it was costing us about four quid to get into the centre in a taxi. Which is that's not, that's not between good. us. That's what you'd pay on a bus anyway, or a train. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? So, what I mean, so 
it made sense. It made sense. Um, but yeah, as I say, it was a, it was a good break. Got to got to shoot guns again. Um, yeah, because you said you've done it somewhere before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So I've done it in Budapest. Um, Budapest. This one was better. This one was better. This had better choice. So um, we've done like we've done a, f- a few pistols. We've done like um, I think we've done an AK forty-seven. Um, Is he rocking a Uh No, probably best that we didn't because you know it <sighs> might might break the building. Um, <laughs> but now we've done we've done a shotgun, but then it had like just normal rounds. Three normal rounds and two magnum rounds in it. And oh, yeah, we got to fire at a what was it? I think it was a, a, a revolver, three, was it? Some sort of revolver. it was like a three, I think it was a 357 magnum. Nice, yeah. Uh, um, some thingy on your shoulder that's a lot of firepower there, isn't it? It is, but it was the shotgun, obviously, like the yeah, the, the first rounds. Yeah, because yeah, you got to have it on your shoulder. So the first rounds were okay, then magnum ones were like. My they were fucking they, uh, them they magnum were, ones they known as the buckshot. Honestly, couldn't tell you. I don't really I, I know. Just, I only know that from like they, a, a Chappelle stand up. Yeah, there's the two kind of shells and one's a buckshot or something like that. But um, <laughs> they they were a lot stronger. They had they like had more kick. Mm. And then at the end, they asked us if we wanted to try out any other guns that weren't part of the package that we'd paid for. Yeah, um, and so we. I can't remember what we had. We had some old style pistol that uh, Joe wanted to try, mm. and then we had like the um, we had like the anti tank. We had like an anti tank gun. No way to lie, it. it was it was probably about three meters long. The gun. And you had to sit down and use it. So you got to use an anti tank gun, but you couldn't use a fucking rocket launcher. Well, uh, I say <laughs> anti tank gun. Maybe it wasn't anti tank. No, tell a lie. It wasn't. It was a fucking. Um, it was like a Rambo gun. It was like fucking oh, like that... LMG, one of those. Yeah, yeah. Shit, to the bullets on it. And... Yeah, where yeah. The, where the bullets just like hang on the floor and, yeah, the and it was like one of them. Everywhere. That was very difficult to use because you had to sit down and do it, and the thing was lower than me and Joe, so right. it was like you were trying to hold it up and look down the scope, but then the scope was pointing down because you had to lift it up. Oh, fucking <laughs> so that was difficult heavy, to yeah. use, um, and then we had, and then we got. The last one we done was a sawn off shotgun. Nice. Um, which is which is mad because it's obviously a normal shotgun. You put it into your shoulder. Yeah. A sawn off. You do that. You you do it from I your hip. hip. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that was interesting. Like, but yeah, that was good. Um. Axe throwing again. That was just something I've never done. Um. I don't even know if you can. I think you can do it in Liverpool actually. Um. Somewhere probably. Yeah. But it's good, especially like that feeling when you hit the bullseye's class. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so yeah, like I say, it was just it felt like a bit of normality again. Um, so it was nice to get away, nice to have a good break, get out of work for a bit. More importantly, yeah, um, yeah, man. Good. Well, this should, uh, and now I'll we'll get to save good. up for twelve months again to go to America. <laughs> Not gonna complain, no way. Absolutely no, I wouldn't have it any other way. And then you come back with money as well. Just I did. Yeah, I come back with about uh, about two hundred pound. Yeah, it was that cheap over there. It was you couldn't fucking give it away. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what, what what's their money called over there? It's a weird weird word, isn't it? Zloty. 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 What is Z? Oh, Z. Zloty. Z L O T Y. John Slotty. Yeah. 
Um, so while I was away, you went to you actually didn't go to another city, did you? Um, you, went, you went, in <laughs> yeah, you stayed. So while I went to another country, Kieran stayed in the city, yeah. Um, and you went to Almighty Fighting Championship, is it? Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah, Almighty Fighting Championship 19, I believe it was. Um, yes, it's very interesting, obviously. Uh, Big thanks to Ray, who you know allowed allowed me to come along and you know give me the, give me the range whatever needs to do. Um, it was it was really good. Like it's mad because you, you you see things that you don't even realize. So like you know fighters, you know they'll fight it out. They'll you know they'll show that humbleness. You know as as we know with the sport, but you know. Like backstage, you get to see things that you like you've never seen. I mean, like you see how much it means to them. I mean, like Mm. you might feel down about it or no, I mean, but you you see how much it means to them because of all the work they put in. I got got to interview some fighters. Um, I do need to apologise to um, Asa Carrington, Kieran Williams, and. Connor Walsh because it was because it was the first time um the audio didn't come out as well as I hoped um so obviously I got some up uh, but the the other ones the the audio went went as good on them um I mean yeah the the audio I mean if if anyone's either listen to the ones that are on YouTube the audio on them isn't great. Yeah, um, I mean, I had to like do all different things just to get it to to move out that background noise because it's like literally where I was there in the next room. They're all training, and it's like yeah, yeah, literally one room there, and then next to that is the the other corner where all they're all training. So they're literally out there training, hitting pads, you know, the having a laugh and that warming up. So it it you know the, the camera picked picked it up like. Um, mm. But next time, um, we'll be doing it properly. Um, you say we, it'll be you again. Well, you know what I mean, Super Necessary, the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, it'll, it'll be getting done properly and more professionally. You know, it's first time, so lessons learned. But yeah, um, yeah it, it, was, it was brilliant, you know, meeting all the faces and that. Just a new experience, and it's mad because... Like, I hadn't seen, I hadn't been to an MMA event, and then you said what in the last last three months or so. Last when did you? Last last two months you've been to three, yeah. Yeah, so it's um yeah mad, but it's kind of what I wanted to do. You know, look at these young fighters, you know, that are coming up and going to be on the big scene. You know, showing support when they're building up, not just when they get to the the big ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Seeing them put in the hard work and dedication. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. Um, how how did Almighty compare to uh, Cage Steel? And I don't mean in terms of like being able to interview fighters or anything like that, because obviously Cage Steel themselves sort of said to us that they weren't exactly happy with the setup of that event yeah. that we went to themselves. Um like they obviously said to us, we would have had to message fighters and get them to meet us in the atrium 
which is just it's just unfeasible. At and, an event. and just think, like if if that if the camera what I done picked up all the stuff there, imagine what it would be like in that atrium. And you had people, yeah, and that's so it's understandable. Plus, it was big. It was a very echo we do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in terms of like the actual the setup of the event itself, the actual the presentation of it, the and just just the level of fighters was 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 one of and was one of the promotions did they have sort of a a better caliber of fighter on would you say honestly no because i i it's not, i think like just off the events that i've been to you know you've been to you're seeing the difference in the color caliber of fighters in those promotions you know what i mean like like they're, they're becoming better because you know, they're doing all, all the work, they're, they're doing what's needed to be the best at that level. And it shows, you know what I mean? So you get proper competitive fights. You know, it's not like, it's brilliant matchmaking as well, you know, on, on both sides. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. I mean, it's not like you're going to get a case of, you know, a, a, a Nathan Fletcher turning up at Cage Steel because... No disrespect to anyone on Cage Steel. Nathan's obviously a step up from that. And same way, you're not going to get, uh, you know, a Nathaniel Wood turning up there or, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Natias Fredrick or someone like that. You know what I mean? You're just not going to get them. So I suppose that's how it is. Um, you know, I suppose when we spoke to Dominic about it, it that's that is bread and butter. You know what I mean? That's, that's what he's passionate about is helping these younger guys. Yeah, and to be fair, when we made Cage Steel, there was a lot of amateur fights on, a lot of young lads fighting on that card. Um, and and you see, like the you say, there. Oh, it was it was good matchmaking. The only one that obviously I think <laughs> all of us that were pressed that night kind of said wasn't was that guy who just looked like he'd never had a fight in his life. I, I think that was honestly his debut, you know. Yeah, I, I think been. he was like 30 or the thing, yeah. Like, yeah, but, um, but other than that, it was all very good matchmaking. All the fights were competitive. But even um, then, that that's the thing. Like, even though we thought he probably shouldn't have been in there, at least someone's given him that platform to. Yeah, absolutely. Go, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's. that's oh yeah, point. no, never, never knocked the fella for, for getting in there. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. uh, <laughs> the other fella just looked. Uh, uh, completely different level of fighter than him but that, that happens sometimes just yeah. them, isn't it? Um, so then you did leave the city for the next one which was um, so you didn't actually necessarily go to that one as press did you you just went with a ticket but it was a small venue by the looks of it from what I've seen so you managed to get some good sort of videos anyway yeah it, I think it was like it was either like it used to be a school or I think it was a ledger centre um in, in Preston it was so I was obviously there supporting uh, Lefty Thompson but you know while while we were waiting for him to get to the event <laughs> you know because he, he was running late um I just got some videos where I could you know there was a few fighters there from Aspire so I had to um, get them where I could got the other lads from the academy you know, um, yeah, it was the the ticket was cage side, so it's literally you walk through and then you're literally right there. Um, mm. but yeah, it was not that again, it was a good setup. I mean, 
these places, to be honest with you, like the events are good and that. But even like the fights and that, they're like sweat boxes. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, do like you... even Cage Steel was a sweat box. Yeah. And we were, we were in a, we were in like the, the gods, weren't we? Yeah. We were in a, we weren't even where they were fighting yeah. and we were sweating our ass off. So, so but. Yeah, I mean, again, that was run decent. I mean, with, with these shows, like, sometimes pull-outs happen, you know, and some matches still get made, you know. Um, others fall off, but, you know, they do the best to get someone matched because I, yeah. I think I think other fighters will go there with the chance that there's a pull-out and, you know, they're running around being like, does anyone want to fight? And, you know, it gives someone else an opportunity where they might yeah. not have got it, you know. And I suppose these type of these type of shows have, you know, I suppose there's a different thing they've got to worry about is that it's not these fighters' main source of income. So, mm. you know, if if a lad if someone works nights and get called into work, then they've got to pull out of the fight for that reason. You know what I mean? So they've got they've got different obstacles that they've got to overcome compared to a to, compared to a Cage Warriors or a UFC or a Bellator or any of these big yeah. promotions. Yeah. Um, so I suppose, I suppose the key there is just having you know backups ready in the wings when you to go kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's it. Didn't didn't lefty have like two opponents pull out? Yeah, yeah. So he, he I think he was fighting a Russian fella at first. Got matched with someone else. No, no, with me. I'd... No. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that a, yeah? It was a Russian fella with me. Um, got matched with another one, and then. They pulled out. I'm not too sure of the reason, but then he got matched with someone. No, scared the lefty. What? Scared the lefty. That's the reason. Me? No, the other guy you pulled out. Oh, I thought you were saying me then. <laughs> I mean, you might be a little bit. I don't know, but I'm on about the guy you pulled out. He seen he was fighting lefty. He went, nah, not for me though. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I was, I was saying to him, like, you know what? Pull out and that, like, don't the effect is like. Because I, I think it's expected, you know what I mean? Especially going through the amateurs and that, you might get that. And I was like, do you know who the opponent is? He's like, I don't want to know. Because I think, you know, I think then you're going to, might not not necessarily worry, but then you think like, oh, what's their style going to be? You know, if you just go in and fight, you know, there's mm. no real concern. I think, I think the one thing we've learned from interviewing the amount of people that we've interviewed over the last 12 months is the majority of the fighters aren't, concerned who they fight anyway they're mm. more concerned about what they're going to do themselves rather than what their opponent's going to do yeah um, and it's probably the same with, with most fighters it's you've you've got to concentrate on you because if you're not concentrating on you when you're concentrating on them then you're not working on what you know got you to dance if you like yeah um, i mean yeah so definitely i get it i understand it um so yeah i mean Obviously, Almighty have got the show on the twentieth of November, haven't they? Yeah. Um, which I will be working, not the event. That sounds like I said I was going to be working the event. Then <laughs> I'm going to be in work, so I won't be able to attend. So you'll be uh, riding solo with that again, as Jason Derulo once said. Um, <laughs> yeah, and obviously I don't mind that. You know, it's it helps the fighters. You know, you know we're giving them another platform essentially. You know. Mm. Obviously, not the biggest podcast, but you know, it's it's another platform for them to get onto and yeah, you know, say what they want to say, you know, promote themselves. Um, 
it's brilliant for us because we get to go to these events and see these up and coming fighters, you know, yeah. go through the start of their career and further, you know. So it, it is brilliant. Um, I'm hoping, you know, to have messaged the the CEO of UKFC in hopes that we can get on future events there as well. So it is something yeah, we are wanting to to do. Um, basically to help the, the, the up-and-comers, you know, the prospects. Yeah. So, and obviously, yeah. we're, you know, we've we've got ideas. We've we've always kind of got ideas. Um, obviously, we try and get to some more events where we can. Um, you know, hopefully, once we've got the right equipment, which we thought we already had, but we don't. Um, yeah, so once we've got... <laughs> so once we actually have got the right equipment, we'll be able to go out and interview in person and properly. Um, mm. But what we need at the moment is a mixer that can have three microphones on it, which we thought we already had. Um, and shorter sure. wires. Sure. Sure. Shorter that, wires. inexperience with mixers, you know. <laughs> First time I've ever used one. Um, but yeah, uh, we need shorter wires for the microphones. Now, if you've seen these wires, like... I could plug it in from my house to Keaton's and I, I honestly good... think I could uh, like if it was to do with like communication, I could plug one in the air and could have reached you in Poland with the could have that long. <laughs> so obviously they're just a little bit impractical for in person interviews at the moment. Uh so obviously health, on... health and safety, so we don't want fighters, you know, tripping over and you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't imagine it, can't you? Like Paddy Paddy Pimlet out of next UFC fight as he tripped and dislocated his knee doing an interview <laughs> with these two knobheads. <laughs> yeah, uh, so obviously we don't we don't want that. Um, but as I say, we, we've got plans. We've um, we've got well, we we've got a couple of interviews kind of lined up, um, which is weird because we at a point at one point we had about. We had about nine lined up all at once. Yeah, I, I um, think we got a bit too too crazy, didn't we? <laughs> and obviously, you all know that because you know we had what well, I think we had five interviews in a row at one point. Yeah. Um. So we we've got a couple. Obviously, not going to say anyone say any names at the minute until they're confirmed and we've got a date and stuff like that. Um. But the definitely ones to look forward to. One, one of them is going to be our biggest episode ever in terms of people amount yeah. of people um we'll leave at that <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be crazy put it that uh, way yeah. um and the other one we've got lined up um it's gonna be interesting it's because we're gonna be getting a different um perspective a different martial arts perspective mm. on the show it's not gonna be uh, an a, MMA fighter a different discipline yeah. yeah so it's not it's not gonna be an MMA fighter so that, again that's all we're gonna leave it at for now but um, you know us, sometimes we come at you with these random episodes that have absolutely no planning. Um, sometimes we, I mean, to be fair, even when we plan, we don't really plan. Um, yeah, not necessarily. I know, but like, we, we like to we, be... we spend 20 minutes getting questions together for our guests and then we, we ask random ones that come to us mid-interview. Like, yeah. And it, it, it works. You know, people seem to like it. You know, the one with Paddy's on, what, like just under 10,000 views now on YouTube. Yeah, which is uh, mad to say. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, love, love seeing stuff like that. You know what I mean? I, I I didn't expect to be saying that when we done it. I'm not gonna lie. No, 
I would expect. I, I was thinking, I hope this gets with Tarzan views. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that I was happy. I would have been happy with that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, um, the moon with the response to that one. Um, so thank you, everyone who's watched that. If you haven't watched yeah. it, go and watch it it's on YouTube. Um, bad, it badly, you, you know who he is. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what, like, I'm, I was saying this to you the other day, wasn't I? Like, it's not even a case of, it, it, it's obviously blown up because of Paddy, but it hasn't just blown up because of Paddy at the same time, because there's other interviews with Paddy on YouTube of sort of podcasts of a similar size to ourselves, and they haven't done anywhere near the numbers that we have. Yeah. So it's obviously, it's obviously Paddy, but it's obviously something we're doing as well. So we're obviously doing yeah. something I mean, right, even if it, half the time it doesn't feel like we are. We, we'd hope it would be something to do with us as well, yeah. Um, I mean, it might be like, 11% us and you know 89% Paddy it, I'm happy yeah. with that ratio but you know <laughs> it's a little bit us as well so yeah. um, I mean that, that's what we try to do with this show and like keep it sort of unique sort of unfiltered you know non-edited you know yeah editing's for Gimps the only editing on any of my podcasts that ever gets done is in well on this it's an intro and an outro yeah. On the other one, it's a double intro kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So I put me, I put me little clips at the beginning, don't I? Yeah, yeah. I put me clip, then I put me intro, and then I, we get onto it. But you know, podcasts, the real, the raw, they don't need editing. They don't need to be cut to be perfect. Yeah, podcasts are perfect. That's why they're enjoyable. Exactly. It's, it's and the moments. That that's why think. I. That's why I don't like the ones that you can tell have been edited and cut to death like does half the conversation been cut out because they're like oh he, he might have said boob or something you know what I mean <laughs> like who's asked <laughs> okay now not even test with boob <laughs> boob so you said some of them some of them will do that that's my point though is they will edit the slightest little bit of profanity out you know what I mean yeah and we're, we're like shit bastard twat cunt okay <laughs> we're not asked yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. So let let let's let's uh, let's quickly go over the MMA news and let's get to these questions because there's quite a few now. Um, the one thing I do just want to talk about before you go on to the MMA news. Um, now I don't know if if you watched any of it. I know you're not the biggest boxing fan in the world, but did you catch either the Smith Fowler fight or the Wilder Fury fight? Um. I didn't catch the beefy Fowler fight. I know beefy won, no. Um, I think he put him out in the eighth or something, didn't he? Something like yeah, eight or nine, something like that. Um, the Fury and Wilder one uh, caught the finish from Tyson in the eleventh round. I seen he got dropped twice. I'd, obviously, I'm not the biggest boxing boxing fan, and that's not put a, a dislike. It's just obviously, I'm more. You've never um, been into it. But I mean, I have watched some of my Tyson highlights. I've never really like proper watched boxing. No, I mean, but I, I don't I don't mind it. Obviously, it's it's a form of you know it's boxing, and you know what I mean. But it's it, it, you it's know what? So, I... so like I've, I've watched like Silver in his fights. You know what I mean to see how we got on. But I think that's yeah, more yeah. to see. How because it's because on. it's silver, yeah. You know I mean, but, um, no, you know what? Both fights, like, 
Smith and Fowler, that was always going to be a good fight because it's two lads from Liverpool. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say they, I wouldn't say they disliked each other, but they didn't really like each other. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, and you know what? Yeah, it was a it was a very interesting fight. Smith, obviously former world champion, mm. um, Anthony Fowler looking to take a big step up, and he admitted it in his post fight interview. To be fair, but uh, at first Smith, I don't know, he, he couldn't really. Um, Fowler was the slightly bigger, slightly heavier. Fighter um probably had a little bit more power behind him, but yeah. um Smith just couldn't get inside the jab, to be fair at first. But then that's what Smith does. He he's a patient fighter, he waits and waits and waits, and then as the longer the fight goes on, ordinarily it favours Smith. Mm. Um but it was just it was just a step too far for Anti Fowler. Um and again he admitted that in his post fight interview. Um but I think it's it's shown that. Smith, Smith's still got a lot left in the tank. Fowler, unfortunately, is probably never going to be world title level. Um, yeah. He might get like, you know, he might be like intercontinental level. So with boxing, it's a bit weird. You obviously got like, you obviously got British level. Mm. You got British, you got British, European, and then you got like intercontinental. Then you got right. like WBA, WBO, blah, 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 silver. So it's like, you're a world champion, but you're not a full world champion, kind of thing. And is, then you get... Is, is this why, like, fucking, um, fucking, whatever I forgot his name, Fight fight Disciples, I can't believe I forgot the name, Adam Catterall and uh, Nick Pete. is yeah. that why they want to just bend the belt? Because they're just... Yeah, it's... it's, it's boxing's a weird one, because... You just frazzled my like my brain just trying to explain yeah. fucking twenty bucks. Bo- boxing's <laughs> a boxing's a weird one because it's because there's so because there's different organizations in boxing. Mm. So it's essentially like it's essentially like so to unify the division is like being the UFC, Bellator one and PFL champ all at the same time. Right. So is but, it, you know, it's all one person has like four belts from different yeah, from so different organizations. So you got like the IBF, the IBO, WBA, WBO, WBC. Yeah. Um they're the five main ones. So it's like it's confusing in that sense, but I suppose it's even more confusing if you're not really into boxing. Um but what's interesting, surprisingly, is um WBC also have rankings in Muay Thai. Oh, that's okay. Um, which is very interesting. I didn't know that until a few weeks back, but um, so obviously it's it's good that it's got a sort of well-known governing body, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then obviously Fiori Wada was just, you know, big fights. They very rarely live up to the hype. Um, Mayweather Pacquiao springs to mind. Yeah. Um, that failed miserably to live up to the hype. Um, this this didn't this this lived up to the hype once. I've seen a lot of people calling it like one of the best fights. It was it was a great fight. I mean, you know, it's two two big massive fellas. It's what everyone expects heavyweight boxing to be. Everyone thinks heavyweight boxing should be it two fellas. Throwing... People loved about the heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. Years ago, no, I mean when the big names were in it. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what Tyson, got... Lennox Lewis, you know, Holyfield, Frank Bruno. Um, yeah, like this was, it was just it was a good fight and fair play to Wilder. Like, 
I've always said he's not the he's not the most graceful boxer in the world, but the fella's got power. But Tyson yeah. Fury mate, can just fucking take a dig. Tyson Fury he can take you, a dig, and he's the more technical could, fighter. No? I mean, he's the more smart yeah, fighter. He's easier on the eye as well. To be fair, surprisingly, um, but like you could throw a pool table at Tyson Fury, and he'd just take it on the chin and carry on fighting. Honestly, um, so yeah, it was a great fight. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to quickly discuss yeah, uh, them. One thing you can say about Fiori is very motivational. You know what I mean, from where mm. he was to where he is, you know, it's phenomenal. Basically, like being in the place that he was to being. So he was. You know, he was twenty-eight stone. He was. He was an alcoholic, and he was on coke, mm. and now he's back to being. Well, he, he never stopped being, I believe, the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, but now he's WBC heavyweight champ. And yeah. unless Joshua gets his belts back, he will fight Alexander Usyk for the rest of the belts. Mm. Um, but now the way it works, because Joshua lost to Usyk, he's figured an immediate rematch. So they'll fight again. Joshua, not Joshua, Fury is going to fight Dillian White, apparently. And yeah. then if he beats Dillian White... Uh, you'll fight the winner of Joshua Usyk, and for the domestic, the sort of for the for the domestic fight over here, I want Joshua to get his belts back just so that fight can happen. Yeah, I, I think mean. every boxing fan wants to see Fury versus Joshua. But you think Fury, Fury, Fury will flatten him. <laughs> It's not even necessarily that Fury would flatten him. I think he, he, I think Fury beats him quite comfortably, to be honest. But I don't know, Joshua. Joshua was weird with the Usyk fight. He didn't. Joshua stopped attacking fights, like you know when Joshua first burst onto the scene, and he was just walking up to people, throwing massive digs and knocking them out dead quick. That he stopped doing that. He showed up. No, he stopped doing that, and I get it. He's fighting better fighters these days, obviously, so we can't just go in and go swing 19 digs and the fight's over you know what I mean yeah um but he, he's just he doesn't seem to want to do that anymore at all he's like he's trying to be calculated he's trying to be he's trying to just like pick it's and choose his shots too strategic yeah and that's not that's not his fight game it never that really has been the time it worked was against Ruiz in the rematch but Ruiz it, come in massively overweight for that it's basically He's basically changing himself to fit with the yeah. top level places, which if Joshua went in and just decided, right, I'm knocking this bat, I'm knocking this guy out. I don't know if he could because he's Usyk Ukrainian, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not really knocking the Ukrainian out, let's be honest. Um but if he if he went in and had a go, he's he's because Usyk come out and he was his face was was fucked like his face was cut to bits. Yeah. So it's not like he's not done any damage to him, but um yeah, it's just it's just one of them. Um bit, bit of controversy with that as well, weren't they? If I recall near the yeah, end when Usyk was doing them in that the sort of stopped at six seconds earlier. Or something. It, yeah. I don't know what it amounts to, like you know, if but obviously it was already in his contract that he'd get a rematch, so that was yeah, yeah. really thingy. But well, I think people probably saying that because maybe people felt Usyk could have put him down. Yeah, I mean that I think that's what it is. The fight was the fight was really mattered anyway. So no, the fight was the fight was Usyk's anyway. So yeah, uh, right. Go on. Let's let's quickly talk about what's happening in in the world of Mitmata. Um. So I, I was gonna say this like 
the, the way I was going to say it to you, it was going to sound like a joke, so I'll rephrase it. Because I was going to say, did you hear about the fight who, who, who died in, in the bare knuckle fight? Just, yeah. So, <laughs> just waiting for the punchline. But no, um, did, did, you, did you see that? After the bare knuckle fight, I think he got knocked out. He landed weird on his, on his head and he died later in hospital. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if that was because of the blow or whatnot, or if he had issues going into the fight or anything. But, I mean, what the... Obviously, bare knuckle thing, it's his own thing to, to me. Like, there's bare knuckle than there's MMA. You know what I mean? Like, mm. what do you think that does for the sport of bare knuckle? Like, especially being bare... with, it, with one of the biggest things, BKFC, wearing it, so... Yeah, um, I mean, it obviously... It obviously hurts bare knuckle boxing, um, but like Dana White said, is anybody surprised? Mm. Um, there's no protection for the fighters there. Yeah. Absolutely no protection. So, how many times do you hear about somebody out on a night out getting into a fight, take one punch, they fall funny and die? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that, but in it's a cushioned, slightly cushioned ring. You know what I mean? Yeah, or a circle. I don't know. I don't know what their cage looks like, but it, it, that, that's what ring. it is. It literally is a ring, like oh, right, a okay. ring, but it's circle, so it literally is a ring. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but like Dana said, is anybody surprised? And yeah, it hurts Bernhardt boxing in in general, but at the same time, in Bernhardt boxing's defense, look how many people have died in just regular boxing over the years. Look mm. how many people have been paralyzed through a boxing fight. There was something I seen on. Uh, L- YouTube. L- Lopez is, is that his name something like that I think the one who got it in the back of the head yeah and now he yeah. Is, yeah. He's, he's in a wheelchair he's fucked you yeah. know what I mean so it can happen in regular boxing just as much as it can happen in in bare knuckle boxing so it's, it'd be yeah it hurts bare knuckle boxing but you can't really say it. you need to get rid of it because if you're getting rid of bare knuckle boxing then the argument's got to be there that you've got to get rid of regular boxing because the yeah. the in boxing, that's why MMA is safer, surprisingly, than bare knuckle boxing or regular boxing. Because in boxing, ninety percent of your shots you're aiming for the person's head, yeah. Or and then you know you'll hit the body, whereas you know, you in in MMA you can aim, you can target you the legs. More, you get more of that mix, don't you? To yeah, yeah. You can pass. target the legs. You can target the body. You can wrestle for fifteen minutes, mm. and that you know. Um, and choke someone out. Choking someone out is is safer Safe. than knocking them out. Yeah, because well, is it safer? It's just your your system shuts down and but it reboots. But you know, it, it's not. It does, but not even that is. You know, you can't get you can't tap out if you're about to get knocked out yeah. <laughs> in boxing. You know what I mean? Well, if you're about if you're can, about to, it just can kind of. It just but, depends if if pride comes in the way or if, yeah, you know. But, you, yeah. You know, if you if you're getting choked out, and you think you're gonna pass out, most fighters will tap out, mm. and then you know, if they pass out, then they, I think they get they get medically banned for the little medically suspended for a bit, don't they? I um, think so. Whereas if you tap out, you don't. Look at um, was it Bisping? Didn't he tap out to? Did he tap out to GSP? No, he slept. Oh, did he? Okay, well, I'm not surprised because he thought very quick. Been, I don't think Bisbon um, has tapped. I don't think he said he wouldn't mm. tap. All right, well, then that's surprising how fast he was able to fight Gastelum. <laughs> yeah. 
But it, it's, as I say, arguably safer to be choked out than it is to be knocked out. And honestly, I, I don't think, yeah, obviously it's safer, but I don't think there's like a proper major issue, not if you're out to, you know, sleep, essentially, because I've, I've seen a video um, once ago now, uh, Frank Mee was on this like police sort of podcast in America, and he sort of goes in, I think he goes into like police and show them like jujitsu and says them that it's much safer to like put someone asleep if you do it right than to use like a taser or you know any of these other things. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, obviously safer in it, but uh, as you say, it's, it's going to hurt in a hubble. No, not majorly. No, I mean it's no. They'll 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 have another show soon. No doubt about they have, it. They have a thing. I'm sure Gallard's just for Riggs. Joe is Joe Riggs, is it? Yeah. Sure oh yeah, because Melvin Gallard got knocked out, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's, there's still and he, even even literally yesterday, Pearl Gonzalez was fucking putting a motivational Monday video saying for the the bare knuckle boxing. Um, their president to send her a contract for some Malfi bitch. She didn't Hart. name the Malfi bitch. Is that who it is? I think it's Brit- Britain Hart or whatever so, name is, yeah. As I say, it'll hurt it to an extent, but not so much where it's going to be getting gone anytime soon. Yeah. Okay, then. So, next one. Uh, it's more sort of matchups and fight announcements, basically. So, we've literally not understood announcements of Edwards versus Masvidal. What are your thoughts about that and let's go with the prediction um for me it's maybe a couple of years too late following the altercation um obviously three piece on the shoulder and all all that um for me it feels like they needed something to do with both of them for the time being and you, this you made sense. The fight would be more hyped after that instant rather than waiting until yeah, now 100%, yeah. 100%. You know, you look at it since then, Edwards has fought, what well, I think he's fought once or twice, hasn't he? Um, when was that? It was like 2019, wasn't it? Something 19 like or 18, yeah. So, yeah, he's fought uh, two, two, three times. He's fought Bilal, he's fought Diaz. Um, yeah. I can't That's remember it, what it? his last fight was before um, And then, you know, Masvidal, he's fought Usman twice. Mm. In that time, and lost. He's obviously um, he's fought Diaz himself. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's more Masvidal still a draw because of the sort of you know the re rebirth he had. Let's say. Yeah. Um, so he's a draw. Edwards is still a top rank contender, I, even I though he hasn't fought. Edwards just gets this too much, you know. As which is mad because in the level he is at, um, yeah. the streak he's on. I mean, the whole thing with Diaz was just ridiculous. Like, yeah, how no, I think, that. I think it'll it'll be a good fight, no doubt. It's obviously going to be a good fight. Um, I just think both fighters could be doing something better. Like, if if Edwards win, how far up the rankings does it really push him? Are these fair now? So rarely this, because obviously Dana's made it for if Masvidal wins, he's basically beat the number one contender. He gets yeah. the next shot. There's another money fight. 
That's it. So it's it's a risk for you know if it's Edwards a risk for Edwards. Well, then you can give him the type of shots that yeah. Daddy should be getting anyway. Because, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's just it's just one of them. Um, really, I think they should have done it the other way. I think Edwards should have forced Usman, and Covington should have fought Masvidal. Covington, like I say, it's so fucking blue in the face. Covington doesn't deserve to get that title shot. His last fight was against Woodley. Where's Woodley now? You know what I mean? It hasn't aged, it hasn't fucking dingied well. But just to have fight to Usman, you know, have one fight with him and then fight to Usman again. But then, I don't know, that's the thing. That's it's what crazy. happens it's, these days. It's like, Look at McGregor, he's still in the rankings. He hasn't won in, in lightweight since 26. 20 fucking 16, whatever it was. Mm. Like, why is he still? Fizayev has said it, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Why is he still in the rankings? Like, he's right, he shouldn't be in the rankings. He shouldn't be anywhere near that top 10. And it, it's mad the fact that he's so he just recently went pound for pound top after Jones does that thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a good fight. Um, I expect, I think, I think. Leon's a better fighter overall. So if he's smart, he'll win. Um, but you can't discount Masvidal's power. Yeah. So <clears throat> me, I, I expect Edwards by decision. Yeah. I, I, I think that's where he gets it done. He has a better technical ability, you know what I mean? A more well-versed striking, I think, you know, Masvidal is, is literally a, a power puncher, you know, Um but yeah, Which is I, never I, something to be counted out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I agree. Edward's decision, I think. Um, so, obviously, it was announced a while ago. I think it's set for January now. They had announced it, but it hadn't been set for the date. So, I think it's set for January now. Garn versus Ngannou. Um, Will be a very good fight. Just don't know why they had to give Ghana an interim title. It makes no sense. Why not just make the fight a number one contender fight? Why does it need a belt? Why does he need an interim belt? I don't understand it. I don't like interim belts. I've never liked interim belts. I don't see uh, the... I don't know. I think for some people it brings more excitement on me. And, and probably in Dane's eyes, whoever has that interim belt, they are the solidified number one. There's no sort of getting past them. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. The only... Well, the only See, because I think an interim belt normally gets introduced because the fight has been inactive for so long. Now, for me, personally... And Ghani hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't. But if a fight has been in, inactive for long enough that you need to introduce an interim belt, fuck the interim belt off, strip the champion for the inactivity and fight for the real belt. How long of a period would you say is too long of inactivity? Um, it depends if it's a medical suspension. So, say, for instance, uh, someone... You you can edit them. You get six month medical suspensions, mm. so it 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 depends on the context around it. If it's a medical suspension, that's different because it's they're not allowed to book them in a fight. But yeah. if it's just a case of the fighter doesn't want to fight, then I think it should be like let's say three four months. Right. Okay. Because obviously they're gonna have a twelve week camp or something like that. Yeah, and then you've got and then you've got all the the build up to it. So you're talking the build up to big fights is normally sort of around three months, isn't it? Let's say. Yeah, it, I would take an everything into account. So I'd say if you if you're unwilling to fight for three months, three four months, then that should be it. 
Now Sterling is is one of them at the moment. He's get he's got a way around it by saying he's by the doctors not clearing him because he's saying he doesn't want to be cleared, kind of thing. Mm, I haven't looked into that too much, but no, he, so essentially what he's surgery when or something. Yeah, but he's still sparring. Yeah. And taking big shots. Like there's a picture on Twitter at the minute where he's taking a shot flush to the face and it's properly like snapping his head back, kind of thing. Right. So if you can spar, why can't you fight? He hasn't yeah. got a head, he hasn't he hasn't got headgear on or anything like that. Mm. The only difference is it's is he's got boxing gloves on and not not MMA gloves. Yeah. So yeah. but if you can spar, why can't you fight? He's telling the doctors that he he shouldn't be cleared because he needs more time. But that then, shouldn't. But then he's if, contradicting if, himself, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So like if he's making is. if he's making that decision himself, then he should be stripped because that for me isn't him not getting cleared. That's him telling the doctors not to clear him. That's different. Mm. Yeah, so, I'm sure I've seen as well. Dillashaw said you might not, or it might be the other way around. Dillashaw or Sterling said, "I doubt the other person ever fights again." I don't know who said it, but. Hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah, um so Nganu Gan, that'll be a good fight. Uh two very different styles. Um, but it will be interesting because obviously we know Nganu's been working with uh Usman, so hopefully he's got yeah. a ground game. Um and you know, Gan is a is he's a very unique heavyweight. Yeah. He's he um he's a he's a he's a good sort of counter puncher. He'll stay away from Nganu, he'll tire Nganu out. And if Nganu's not careful, he could lose. Um, yeah, he's he, he's very patient. I mean, he picks his shots, he doesn't feel like he yeah, he doesn't feel like he should be forced to in, into any sort of fight or fight with these heavyweights. I mean, he's he's a smart fighter, especially for that division. Um not saying yeah, he yeah. a pick, but <laughs> his his approach, you know, is his- is very different. Outstrike them, you know, keep them at a distance. Or they have really yeah. safe. I'm going to knock you out. Yeah. I'm going to swing. <laughs> I'm going to catch you with one. So, um, so yeah, that that'd be good. Um, what else have we got? What other fights? Um, so Calvin Cater is finally back after his fight against Holloway in January. Um, and they paired him up against Giga Chikaze. Um. <laughs> What, what what are you thinking about that? Um, don't really know. To be honest, it's it's an interesting one. Um, what, would you have paired him with Chikaze coming back? You know, considering how how much we've seen of Chikaze, you know what he's done to Barbosa and that. Do you think? Obviously, Case is a good fighter. People are probably going to look at him. Sort of negatively in a way because of the Holloway fight. You know what I mean? He sort of he got outstuck everything there. But... Yeah, he he got pieced up by by Thingy, but like he was still sort of he wasn't in the fight, but he wasn't out the fight. Yeah, like, yeah. He wasn't going to get knocked out or anything like that. He just couldn't get near Holloway, and there's there's no there's no shame in that. Like, yeah, of course. Holloway's Holloway's one of the best boxers in the UFC, so there's there's absolutely no shame in that. So. It's one of them. Kate is gonna fight anyone. Um Chikad say it's it's yeah, it's gonna be a tough fight for him, but and I expect Giga to win, to be fair, like, but mm. um it's a good fight and it's an exciting fight and it's what it's all about. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so the last bit 
Uh, so obviously Volkanovski um, had a fucking brilliant fight with Ortega, crazy fucking third round. Um, after Cejudo called him out, Alexander the Average said he could beat him, said he actually does want to fight him. Um, people have even put it to Dana. Dana's been saying, well, why should he jump the queue? Why should he jump Holloway? Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. But is that a, is that a fight that you'd like to, to see? Like, for me, I'm not the biggest fan of Hudo. He might be a good fighter, but Hudo himself, when he's doing all this shit, kind of pissed me off. And every time, like, a fighter's fought, whether it be bantamweight or something, he's always got something to say, you mm. know? So like he retired and then he starts talking shit on Twitter, you know. Yeah. Um, so who those are tit? He's a game. Um does me head in. Um no, I am I'm, I'm not even a little bit excited about the prospect of seeing him come back. Um stay, stay on Mike Tyson's podcast, stay there. Um and annoy his listeners. Um don't don't come back and annoy MMA fans, just don't do it. No one likes you. I mean, he has got a few fans. I, I put up. Yeah, he might. A, a, a he might have a few. But it's like just makes the Hudo and Volk, the whole Volk can beat him everywhere. And I, I think it's fought along Ross. I think he was like, "You're only be disappointed." But nah, no, Volk, yeah, he's he's got he's got the credentials. Obviously, two weight champion in the UFC, Olympic gold medalist. But like, just go away. The yeah. world has moved. The world has moved past the need for the Henry Hudo. We we don't need them anymore. Go away. Um, that's all I yeah. got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, that literally is all I got to say about that. Uh, so yeah, no, I that would not excite me. Yeah. So let's move on to listener questions. Okay. Our favorite, our favorite segment of the show. Um, so you 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 haven't looked at you haven't looked at these, have you? Uh, I have not. No, he has not. Okay. So I'm going to do them in order that we get them in as always. So okay. uh, the guys over at Slip the Job. Hello, hello. Hello, gentlemen. Um, have asked, and this is a great question, um, out of everyone we've interviewed, who's been your favourite guest so far and why? Hmm. Do you want me to yeah. go first? Because obviously I've seen these questions, so I've sort of prepared in my head, I suppose. Go for it. So it, <laughs> obviously some of the people we've interviewed have been great and it's it's probably as difficult a question as we could have had actually um obviously you know we've interviewed people like Rachel Pennington um you know British legends like Brad Pickett yeah voice Michael Chivello Mitch Chilson um Paddy obviously Paddy can't forget Paddy yeah uh, you know Matt Bonner Nathan Fletcher we've we've just some of the names we've had have been great for me my favorite one always is is still Peter Baust. Yeah. And I think it was because obviously we we'd watched his fight when he when he lost to um Timothy. Yeah, Timothy. Um we'd watched that. And so it was obviously the first fight where it, it was the first interview where we'd seen them because obviously we'd interviewed Monica uh over Yeah. Um but like watching Peter and then not really knowing what to expect from him. Um, and then for him to just be like the most down to earth, humble, funny fella, he was just. It just, I think, it really helped us sort of get comfortable interviewing people because he settled my nerves 
straight away, like with Monica, it was a, it was I was still obviously very much enjoyed that, but there was obviously the little bit of a language barrier which made it a little more awkward. Um, but even though Peter's Dutch, there was none of that. It was just he put us at ease very quickly. Yeah, I mean, um, I've always said like you see the difference in us when we do the interviews from Monica to Peter because it was literally that's the order that he went in and he saw yeah, yeah. he see the how more comfortable we are how more sort of freely we sort of you know communicate mm. with him and that and you know it's it's mad to see just in that one episode the difference the difference yeah yeah um, but so I, yeah, I, I think, think I, I keep going back to that first one. one as well because like, that was our first one like yeah, yeah, obviously we had like we had we had J for one and we yeah, had this yeah. one from on match MMA. Yeah. Um, but it was our first fighter, wasn't it, Monica? Yeah. So we was a bit nervous, and then as I say, the, the language barrier being from the Czech Republic. Yeah. Um, so it it was it was it was so still nice. very I say still. Oh yeah, sorry, Czech. It's because she's fighting in Octagon at the moment, which is in Czech Republic. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, but. Peter, for me, still sort of just about hangs on to the top spot, although, again, it was a very difficult decision. Yeah. See, I don't know, because, again, like you said, we've, you know, interviewed and spoke to some brilliant people, um, some that, like, you know, when we've, when we've finished me, like, that was, that was brilliant, you know what I mean? So it's hard yeah. to, the, to... But even, it, it is, it's one. hard, because even, like, when we come off the one with, with Dominic, um, mm. the CEO of Cage Steel, we both come off that and went, that was amazing. Yeah. So we, we got a boss feeling at the end of that one because he was just, again, just, he was dead talkative. He was a he was a nice fella. He was just dead chatty and it worked. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to pick one, but honestly. Told you it was a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One when, when dude put this in, I think that I can be lean off. Yeah, they're putting, going putting us on our toes. Um, hmm. I don't know. Like I have said, Peter before, Mister Boust, he's the Boust. But I don't know. I'd probably go like Nathan or, or Paddy. I think it was just with the Paddy one. It was. I think. Obviously, we messed him on Twitter. Like, would you come on the podcast? And I think the response to it when he when he he's eventually agreed, like it's also in a way showed us like people like want this. You know what I mean as well. So when that finally happened, you know, because it was what about about three months, <laughs> um, three months in the making, yeah, yeah, about three months or so. It was good to get him on, and we we got him after he finished training. So, um, but yeah, there was. I, I enjoyed that one. Um, I'd say it's not because he's fucking massive now, you know what I mean? But it was known that people were going to enjoy it as well, you know, not just for Paddy the Baddy, but for us as well, you know. So I think, yeah, probably go with, with Paddy on that one. Right. So, uh, Kev from my work, um, it was our one viewer. <laughs> On you make it sound like there's a podcast called My Work. 
it might be, but I don't know if there's a host called Kev. Um, <laughs> no, so Kev, who I work with, he was our only, well, our only constant viewer um, when we went live mm. um, on Twitch. Thank you, buddy. Um, yeah, thanks, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's actually asked three questions. Um, <clears throat> so the first one is actually only for me. Okay. <laughs> and he said, uh, what would it take for me to get a shot back and sides? <laughs> um, uh, that that's asking the question now. Last um, time you had short back and have you ever had short back and sides? First of all, probably yeah. When you were younger, like free. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, so the original plan was that I said when Liverpool win the league, I will cut me hair. Right. But I said that when we were shit, and I never thought it would happen. <laughs> and then it happened, and I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I've changed my mind. I'm not cutting it now." Um, so, I, so, so, what did did you make a bet, or was it you just said, "I will cut my"? It was I, like one of those I just because it was at that point it weren't really imaginable. Didn't look, yeah, it didn't look like it was ever going to happen. Um, now I'd said it to me mum. Um, <laughs> she she doesn't like me, yet, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but I'd said it to her, and then went back on my word because I didn't want to cut me yeah. Um so to, an- to answer the question honestly Kev I have no idea what it would take for me to to cut me head anymore Um I, I haven't had a haircut for like the only way he cuts his hair is if he goes to another country and it requires him to be some sort of skinhead or a short back and side head no nah, just leave instead <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> yeah Um <laughs> Give me a ball cap if you have to. Um, <laughs> no, I think the last time I had a haircut was like seven years ago. Yeah. Um, it was not long after I'd started uni, so it's been it's been a long time. So I, I genuinely don't even know what it yeah. takes anymore. So it's, um, it's took that long to grow it out and that, and it could literally take a few minutes to stun all that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. I um, <laughs> so the second question he's asked is. Have we have you seen any ADCC matches? Um, and do you enjoy fighting without striking? Okay. Um, so Sam's first one, no. Um, I've never seen any ADCC. I'm assuming that's like a jiu-jitsu. That's like jiu-jitsu in it, like a, a grappling competition. I, I imagine so, yeah. I'm not too sure. I haven't seen any myself. No, I've, I've, I've heard there's some like... I think flow grappling and that there's a few few yeah. competitions I know ADCC is one of the big ones yeah in terms of yeah. fighting without striking um, I wouldn't necessarily say I enjoy fighting without striking but I can appreciate fighting without striking yeah um, I, I think I, I enjoy it I, I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy the full round you know all round thing you've MMA but I do enjoy just like jujitsu itself you know it's very and like you said you, you can appreciate it because it's a lot goes into it that you don't realise when you see see these fighters just you know flowing into an arm triangle or something like there's yeah. a shit ton of setup to that that like you don't realise and you can appreciate the time it takes to learn the craft and you know it's yeah I I, I, I enjoy sort of watching that like like in a gym and that you know seeing people rolling seeing them fight position and stuff but I've never really sat down and watched the 
competition. Not not that I wouldn't. I, I, I'd like to sort of go to one and see what it'd be like, you know, a different experience and that, but no. Yeah. Um, never watched ADCC, but I'd, I can appreciate and enjoy fighting without yeah. striking. Cool. And then the last one you asked, um, I don't know how you'd answer this one. This might be a difficult one for you to answer, but it's definitely for both of us. So he's asked for thoughts on MMA fighters being used in professional wrestling, whether they're actually wrestling or just showing up as heavies. Um, um, so for, for me, I'm not a fan of if they're bringing in MMA fighters to just be like big brutes and, and just like stand there looking intimidating. If they're going to get in and have wrestling matches and actually perform, like I'm not including Brock Lesnar in this because obviously so he started. In... Are we talking about, say, there's a difference in what he means by Cain Velasquez? You know, he went and he wrestled. Yeah. In in contrast to American Top Team, which were there just to, you know, give the people a fucking show and see yeah. match without the edge, was it? Uh, Jericho. Him, yeah, I always get um, mixed up. So, yeah. Yeah. In fairness, though, do you, same, Junior Dos Santos is going to be making his pro wrestling debut for AEW. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If, the, if they're going to come and do that, if they're going to come and actually wrestle, Ronda Rousey, she come in, she was sort of booked as a as a absolute machine, but she come in and she actually wrestled. Um, she, you know, Shayna Baszler, Matt Riddle, um, Jessamyn Duke, Marina Shafir, they've all come in. These are all MMA fighters. If I don't know if you've heard the most of them, but Obviously, all when we've done that episode, we looked at like Matt Riddle and yeah, Shane yeah. Baszler, Baszler, Shayna Baszler. Uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah. If they're going to come in and wrestle, then I've got no problem with it. But if they're just going to come in to be sad, I'd say, yeah, then I'm not for it. I'm not for it. Unless it's Colby Covington getting absolutely thrown about everywhere in Impact a few years ago. That was that was fun. Um, so, yeah, good questions, Kev. Thank you. Thank you. Um, next is Mook, um, who was asked... Slip, slip um, yeah. Um, he said, "What do I? What would I need to do in order to become an official scouser? Uh, who decides these things?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first of all, what you need to do, Mukhi, is you need to go and buy our top, um, which um, is which we've posted links to. Well, I say we. That, that, that will tell you as well what it means to be a scouser. But I was go- I was going to sort of just quote that. To be honest, being a scouser is is looking after your own. It's you know. It's fighting back against the establishment. It's it's not just say it's not just taking what they say for the answer. It's sticking up for people when you know they get them. If if you know if someone's if if you see someone in a fight and someone jumps in to make yeah. it a two on one, you jump in to make it a fucking two on two, even if you don't know the person. It's welcoming people with open arms. It's supporting your own as well. It's just, you know. it, yeah, it's just it's it's just about supporting your own it's being just fucking good people you could come to Liverpool and you know if you want to get on with people you'll get on with people within three seconds with ease yeah (laughs) you could go into any pub in in the city centre and you'd even even me even us as scousers can go into a pub in a city centre and we can be talking to someone as if we've known them for years and never met them before yeah um that that's all it is. 
the, I think one of the important things about being a scouter is being able to find a scouter no matter where you go in the world. Because <laughs> um, you will be somewhere. Just... I, I when I was in China, there was a scouter staying in the same hostel as me. Which would you think would be like that's you'd think that'd be quite weird, rare, but it's happened, you know what I mean? That, same, that's just what happens. Same hostel. I, my yeah, my dad knows that many people that he goes on holiday and knows people there. Not even just <laughs> not even just scouts. He knows the person anyway because you know it's like it's just yeah, it's just about fucking being sound. Yeah, being um, sound, stuff and welcoming people, you know, not it, it literally sticking like, up it's sticking up for what's right. Yeah, if if you watch that clip of Molly and Paddy and what they said, like they um they really capture what it means to be a scouser. Um, and while you're there, also listen to Jamie Webster, this place, and that'll tell you everything as well. You know, that, I mean, that, just listen to it. Jamie Webster anyway. Um, listen to him anyway, but that, that song will tell you as well about Liverpool. Yeah. Because this place is where he's from. Mm-hmm. Familiar faces and the accents like a G. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that's it. Now, um, yeah, we're 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 just we. I'm not necessarily a people person myself, but scouts in general just are people per people are people people. People, good, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, people, people. Uh, but I, I think we're quite scouts will have you back because our sort of hedge is, is is quite diverse as well. You know, there's there's you know. It's it's quite diverse. That's why that's another reason why we say like we're not English because it's you know there's that diversity there from the start when the pool started. So it's we're, we're always welcoming you know anyone mm. um, unless you're a Belland. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or you're a Tory. Or you're a Tory. Yeah, Tories can. Or you read this one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So very good question. Thank you. Yeah. Um, filthy casual MMA filthy casual has said uh, this is quite a funny one actually uh, how many Brandon Moreno's does it take to beat one Francis Ngannou oh um, okay, okay I, so. I think I think at least six I'm going to say more because obviously I, I don't think six Brandon Moreno's would match Ngannou's power see I mean, now I, dis- I disagree, and, I- and I'm excited to tell you why. <laughs> so the reason I say six is because you have you have a Brandon Moreno to target every part of his body. Then you have one on each leg, one on each arm, one on his head, one on his body, and you attack all six parts of that at the same time, and eventually it's going to wear him down. Have you have you seen the video of him where he's wrestling kids? Uh, no. Well, there's like fucking, fucking 12 kids running at him. And he just lifts them up and throws them off. <laughs> you see kids flying across the room, and that. but they're kids. And I know Brandon Moreno's only three three inches bigger than kids, but still, Brandon Moreno's an elite level fighter. He, he's a world champion. Like six Brandon Moreno's, I think is is. Don't wrong, you might need more, but I'm saying six is the minimum you'd need. Hmm. I feel like you need more, like. So obviously you got six attacking each limb, each part of the body, but then you know who's going to submit him or who's going to punch him? Well, that's it. Obviously, the ones attacking his the ones attacking his legs will kick his legs. 
the ones the ones attacking his arms. I don't know what. So they, so with the like the standing around him, and then like you go after that one, and then he's like kicking, and then the other ones like yeah. So so because like when you they'll have a game plan. They'll have a game plan, and Brandon will say to Brandon, right? Brandon, you and Brandon get get his legs, and then Brandon will say to Brandon, and Brandon, you get his arms. I don't know what you want to do if you want to try and like armbar him. I don't know how that yeah, works. And you're gonna get confused because if you go on Brandon, you get Brandon with that Brandon and get that pass. So I'm just no, really assign numbers. Like I'm a sure I'm a sure you're Brandon one, numbers. you're Brandon two, you know. You're Brandon numbers. Flowers. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be numbers involved somewhere. Um do they have like a sticker thing that they put on them? So like like in the Olympics, so do you know what number they are? I don't know, maybe they just have a mind a sticker that says my name is Brandon, which wouldn't help matters, of course. Um, so so yeah so you so because when you said that like my first thought was so he's he's laying down on the ground so one's got that arm you know what I mean like he's pinned down that's why I thought that's why I said well you need like yeah. one or two and then while while he's pinned one of the brand the Brandon Marino who's attacking either his head or his body does the people's elbow and that wins that'll do it so you you think see this the thing though because one Brandon Marino is now attacking which. Doesn't generate enough power that you need to knock and gain you out. All right, well then, all right. So uh, both see, the see. both Brandon Marinos can do the people's elbow there. We'll have a double no, people's so elbow, like when the Rock and Mankind done it to Big Show. And just slamming down constantly. But then yeah. what happens if because you're taking two Brandon Marinos away you now his body can move and he gets loose with his arms and then he gets. But up. he wouldn't be able to because the Brandon Marinos on the legs would have heel hooks in or something to <laughs> to de- to to keep him down. That's what you're not getting, and then the ones on the arm, they have Camoras or Americanas or armbars, whatever they feel comfortable putting on them. But this is the thing Francis and Ghana has got bigger legs and bigger arms than fucking where with the Brandon Marinos would usually fight with a flyweight. Yeah. So it's going to take a lot more power to hold those legs and arms down. They'll be good, they'll be fine, honestly. So should we should we like make our own game where we? Can I'll, I'll be in the corner. Six. I'll be in the corner. <laughs> we get six Brandon Marinos. You can be in the corner. Saying yeah. Brandon, I was going to say Brando. Then Brandon <laughs> one, go get a pass. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we do like a simulation. So and then and then if push comes to shove, because obviously I'm a bigger guy than Brandon Moreno, and then I'll just I'll just change your name by default to Brandon Moreno. Then I can jump in and I'll just run and squash him or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, so we agree. So, is it six or seven? Then? I say minimum six. Minimum if you want to get six, to, maximum eight. Minimum. I'm going to say minimum six, maximum twelve, and then you got two for each part. <laughs> and, you, and then the other two can be like the hype men. Go on, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so we've got everything there. You've got yeah. his limbs covered. They can finish him, and they're also getting cheered on. Yeah, and if push comes to shove, you. you Climb to the top of the octagon, do a diving elbow. And if push comes over, we've also got you there to come in and do what you need yeah. to do there. Like Mark Henry, World Strongest Slam or something, I'll, I'll go with one of them. Mark Henry, the wrestler, or Mark Henry, the MMA coach? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Mark Henry, the wrestler, he was the world's strongest man. So yeah. I've, I, I'd need to encapsulate that strength to just be able to pick and gang up, to be fair. Okay, um, so, so, so it's final as... Minimum six, maximum twelve. Six to twelve, Brandon Moreno's. And with a, with in my a, opinion, with, with a side of Quinn. Quinn and Moreno, yeah. Uh, 
Okay. I told I told you this one question. And then to be fair, the last question is also kind of fun. Uh, so Chris from Unmatched um said, What would you rather drink? Um it's not gonna be bad, don't worry. Well, I mean one of them might be. Um Connor's whiskey or or, or Masvidal's tequila. Mm. Now, this is very easy for me. Um Probably I don't like tequila. I yeah well yeah I don't like whiskey I mean I'm not a big fan of tequila either but I don't like whiskey so for me it's tequila. I I, I think I've had whiskey once J- JD's whiskey in here just to make sure. I mean it's shit but yeah. It's shit yeah but I mean I've I've had that before but I I I've heard proper twelve is meant to be worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've heard proper twelve is terrible like. <laughs> um, so yeah I'd probably go with actually no I. I won't go with my spells. I'll go with the rocks, Terramana. I was just going to say, I'd rather go, I'd rather have Terramana. That's the keel, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, or, so do we my, go, or do we go with Ryan Reynolds' aviation gin? What? Ryan Reynolds has got his own gin. Gin that flies. I mean, I don't know if the gin flies like, but it's called aviation gin. Okay. Um, Does it make you fly or is it like Red Bull? Give you wings? Ah, that's false advertising, though. And you know what? I've said this for years. I'm surprised that no idiot has actually tried to sue them for false advertising. They have. They have. And that's oh, why okay. now, that's why now in the adverts, you don't see them actually flying away with wings. You just oh, see right, them okay. having a drink and then you complete the job because now they're yeah. energy. But they still use the slogan, it gives you wings. Yeah. See, people are idiots. So that's why I knew. Well, that's why I was surprised that no one had done. But now that I've learned that they have done, I'm not surprised. There you go. So, so to answer that one, then. Mass for those, but we would much preferred to try Terramana. Terramana, yeah. Um, Terramana, yeah, absolutely Terramana. Um, speaking of The Rock, have you, I played it for you, obviously, in the car the other day. I've listened uh, to it properly as well, and <laughs> all the reactions to it's fucking mental. Yeah, like, it's The Rock, and he does his mental. Like, how can you be that much of a special individual? Like, how, how can you... Be fucking brilliant at wrestling. You you you've got your own fucking TV series about yourself. You can also now rap. Like, where where the fuck does he have the time to to learn this? Like, he's a busy man. He keeps himself busy. Like, that's the thing. Was, he's busy. So was how, it? how should he have time to? Who was know it? How to rap? I can't even remember what I what I was watching, but I was watching sort of months, and it was saying like um, you know about like. I can't remember who it was. I'm gonna to have to try and find a quote, but essentially somebody saying, um, you can't be famous if you sleep eight hours a day. Mm. Because by the time by the time you slept eight hours, someone else has been up for four hours yeah. and is doing putting more work in. Like, and that that's what you see with someone like The Rock, he's never not working. And yeah, when he is, it's and when he when he is not working, he's working out. And if he's not doing either of them too. He's having epic cheat meals. Um. So, but that's what these people okay, do. Okay, this leads to my next question. How does he? What does he do to function in a lack of sleep? <laughs> like, if he's only getting four hours, like, you know what? It's probably the fact that he's been doing this for. He's, he's got to be pushing. I don't know exactly how old it is, but he's got to be pushing fifty. Mm. He started wrestling in like ninety five. So you're talking. You know what? Twenty six years. Yeah, it's just what he does. That's that's his life. That's all he knows. It it it'll get it gets to a point where it's like 
he doesn't know anything else. He can't do anything else. Four hours is probably too much for him. He could probably function on two hours sleep if he wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's um, good, good on him. Like, I'm not, obviously, when I'm saying how the fuck does he learn, you know, it's <laughs> to, for them to be able to do that, you know, and be on a song with someone like fucking Technan, who's been doing that crap for years and still delivered the way he has done, you know. Uh-huh. That, that's the talking by the song, not Technan, not King I saw. You know, the rock. He's the talking point in whatever he does. And I think it's like trending number one now. He's, he's, like, he's arguably the most famous person on the planet. But Technan is a smart fella. Yeah, of course like, he is. He, like, he's probably, like, he's working with the rock, but that also pushes him mainstream. Yeah. Like, smart man. Like, yeah. yeah if, if you big, search... Big collab. So if I was to search Technan now on um, Thingy... Spotify, so it says the amount of plays that songs have had. Mm. Like, to be fair, it's not actually in his um, in his top five just yet, but it will be soon. That's going to have God knows how many plays. Yeah, and that's just all it does. As soon as you get Dwayne Johnson involved in your project, it's blowing up. Yeah, exactly. Fast and Furious done it. That's you know you could argue that he's the fact that they've been able to get to 10. <laughs> mm. Like, it was kind of, you know, people might say the, the series was running out of steam and then they brought the rock in and it breathed new life into it. You know, he, he redone Jumanji in a different way and it works. Yeah. He's, you know, he done that, he's done that jungle cruise. He's about to be Black Adam. He's fucking everywhere. He's just, like I say, he's got, his, he's got his own <laughs> TV show about his own life. He's got another, well, he did have another TV show, which he was the star of. That Ballers, billions. Yeah. Oh, Ballers, yeah, sorry, not Billions. Yeah. I think, I think, Paul was Paul, I think Paul G. Matty was in both of them, and that's why I got confused. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ballers, like, and the fact that he was even able to do shit like the 230 years ago, and is still on top of the game now, like, is, it's just, it is unbelievable. Yeah. And he's paving, but he's paving the way for others, like, look at John Cena. John Cena's now starting to make waves in Hollywood. He's getting bigger, bigger roles. Obviously, he's just been in the new Fast and Furious. Um, he's he's transitioning. He's in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, he's in, he's in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, he was in another film this year, um, Vacation Friends, which is quite funny. Um, not a bad film. <laughs> he's but that's it. He's paving the way again. Batista, another one. Um, mm. Yeah. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy, and that shot him into big acting roles and stuff like that so that's going to be the thing now is you become a big star in WWE and then you'll get you'll get stuff outside of WWE yeah become a, um, you've already got that entertainment aspect to your avenue you know what I mean you've got well that's it you know people no. people people like to point out how wrestling is fake um, which it, it's not that's one thing as well by the way I, I, I never understand why people get like Proper, proper offended when people say wrestling's fake. It's like, why, why are you that bothered? You, if you enjoy it, just watch it. Um, yeah. But it, it's not, it's not necessarily fake. It's, it's scripted. Which I, and again, people say what they want about it. I'm not really asked. But um, a lot of it is, you know, they've obviously got to do the promos and stuff, which is acting. Yeah. A lot of them get, a, a lot of them get a script, which they've got to memorize. So they've already sort of got acting down a little bit anyway. Before they get into Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, so for them to then 
move into Hollywood, it's it's easy for them to pick it up and for a director to go, yeah, it's quite quite good. Then. Yeah. Um, and even now, like Thingy, you probably won't have heard of him, but um, the wrestler Big E, he's just won the WWE title a few weeks ago, and then he was doing the intros for Fury Wild <laughs> at the weekend. Oh, is he? Oh, so is. straight away, he becomes the WWE champion and he's immediately thrust into a bigger spotlight. Yeah. So that's that's what it's all about. And they've done it for years. WWE, they've had to do, if somebody wins the WWE title, the next day they'll go on the Today Show, which yeah. is like or <clears throat> Good Morning America or something like that. You know what I mean? They'll go on these big shows and the W, like I say, WWE is an entertainment powerhouse. Um, that's the thing it's like when they go on these these other shows people who you might people who watch that might not necessarily watch wrestling so they're mm. also introducing people to wrestling by you know it's... yeah and also I mean what you can't knock them for is the stuff they do for charity and stuff like that like John Cena he's he holds the record for the most wishes granted in the Make-A-Wish Foundation yeah um, like over 500 Um. It's it's a it's a obviously well run company. AEW is obviously sort of looking to become the biggest one at the minute. But I mean, AEW is signing every ex WWE wrestler left, right, and centre, and they're still only doing after numbers on telly that WWE are. Yeah, it's obviously going to take time. AEW's only been around two three years, so it's just one of them. being present for that. You know, three, three years, you know what I mean? They're doing well, but it's because they've got somebody with essentially uh, unlimited supply of money running the, well, I say running it. So it's it's Tony Khan, and then it's his his dad is like a multi-billionaire. Oh, okay. Like, his dad used to own Fulham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fulham Football Club and that, so the fella's just got money, and so this is like, I think so. someone put it as this is a this is Tony Khan's sort of pet project and his dad's funding it kind of thing. Um, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like a lot of pe- people like that though, isn't it? They have a project, family funds it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thank you everyone for the questions. Um, yeah, some brilliant ones there. Went a bit off the tangent at the end there, but yeah, thank you very much for the questions. Um, it's been fun. It's been weird. It's been random as always. Um, like we said earlier, we we'll, try and get these interviews sorted as soon as possible and get them brought for you because um you know we like interviewing people at the end of the yeah, day um you know once we get the equipment we'll, we'll be moving to do like more live ones in, yeah, in if, the gyms and that in there where possible the, where possible yeah you know obviously some, and... some gyms might not might not like might not want to do that might think you know and I, I, i'd understand that you know I think myself it might sort of take away from other other fighters' trainings and stuff like that if if we're interviewing in in the same room as them or something like that. So we obviously we'll we'll be talking to the gyms when we can and seeing what we can and can't do, seeing what they're comfortable with. It'll all be down to them. We're happy with whatever they're willing to to allow. Yep. Absolutely. Uh so thanks everyone for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it and we'll be back very soon. Super necessary.
nutritious and delicious. 